everybody, for another edition of the Club Cool Podcast. I'm your host, Barrett Dudley, and I'm joined in the lodge, back in the Wash Media studio, right across the desk instead of on the video chat screen across town. We're back. We're live. We're in person. It's Phil Battaglia. What's going on, Phil? We back. We back, baby. Is this weird? It is weird. It's a little weird, right? Especially weird when you walk through the door and have your temperature taken <laughs> by the infrared cameras. That's right. Yeah, I looked up at that and I just I saw like a bunch of screens and and they were they were doing some digitizing of my body or something like that and I didn't know what was happening so I I just kept walking. Yeah, you're stealing your identity, Barrett. <laughs> yeah, it was it was, it was something weird. I guess you can. Nobody's monitoring that. Like, I yeah, I know. <laughs> I could have registered like 103, right, and just kept walking. Yeah, and it's not like there was like a guard, a guard there making sure. I've been back twice to double check because I walked in at 100.3, <laughs> and it was because I was in the sun yeah. in all black. And yeah, now you're wearing, you're wearing all black. I've cooled it's, off. It's very hot outside. We yeah. are dealing with uh, unseasonable June heat here. Yesterday, heat advisory up to like 102. I just, I don't know what's happening. Uh, you know, it's it's really this is Texas, baby. It's it's hot out there. I feel terrible too because we've got it. We've got a uh, we've got a fence going in right now, and oh, they're out there. It's one guy. It's yeah. one guy out there by himself oh. building this fence, and he's just. I mean, you know, yeah, it, it, that can't be comfortable. That's tough work, man. It very yeah yeah. I mean, the whole seems, backyard or just he a seems portion? to know what he's doing. It, it's an extent. It's like a push out. The, Good. the front is getting pushed out, so nice. it's like the front fence is getting rebuilt. Okay, the backyard fence not yet, but uh, yeah, man, it should it should be great. I, but you know, I brought him. I brought I brought out a few icy cold beers to him at at Very six good. p.m. yesterday. He said, you know, I'm not I'm not drinking yet. I said, okay, smart man. Um, that's very <laughs> responsible of you. I'll put them in your cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, that's nice of you, though, Barrett. Yeah, very thoughtful. Thank you. Thank you. What's uh, speaking of drinking? What's what is this new uh, bottle that you've got over this here? This is what, a beaker. You drinking out of a beaker now? This is a B uh, BKR beaker. You just keep leveling up. Like, I do. Once one, it was Yeti, and then it was Swell, and uh-huh. then it was uh, Hydro Flask, and now you're just on. You're full on. You had a Nalgene. I was a big Nalgene boy right out of the gates. Now you're a beaker boy. Now I'm a beaker boy. So this is it's a glass bottle. <laughs> Which I really like, uh, and they come with a sleeve that's rubber, so you can drop it and not break it. But it's it gets dirty and very annoying, so I just took it off. Okay. Um, highly recommend, and it's got the small mouth right, hole, right? So it doesn't like avalanche on you all the time. What's but I mean, what's like? Why is this better than everything? All the other all the other devices? Because I have it. Okay. All right. I like it more because it's glass. There's you I'm just sure like there's, drinking out of glass. I do. Yeah. I do because in a Nalgene, I don't like having that in my car and heating up due to the leaching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't can't leach. Yeah, d- nobody wants the leaching. No, so that, this that, is a little bit better. I I, I I appreciate the return of the Nalgenes, but that I don't like. I, I'm with you on. I don't always love the taste of drinking out of a Nalgene. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, it tastes kind of plasticky. You know? The the thing that I really appreciate about a Nalgene is the big um, loop. That you can tie, you know, you can do that around a backpack. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's but convenient. I don't like ice cold water, little known fact. Oh, wow. I would prefer room temperature. And so, therefore, that's interesting. I endorse the beaker bottle. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Phil, officially a beaker boy. Uh, everybody knows that about him now. Yeah. Um, look, we took last week off, it's been a couple of weeks. Last week, with the um, you know with the Black Lives Matter movement going on, it did not seem like the right time to get in the studio and lay down a podcast that is inherently about consumerism. And um, you know, there just were are, are so many far more important things that are going on right now. Twenty twenty continues to get crazier and crazier. Um, but uh, you know, I I think that we obviously record this podcast and we deal in streetwear and we deal in sneakers and we deal in pop culture and fashion and style and all of these things, none of which are even even begin to be possible without the black community and what it brings to the table. So, you know, unequivocally, we're in full support of the new civil rights movement that is going on. Black lives do matter. And um, yeah, I mean, last week was not was Look, we're not the voices that you should be listening to, so it was nice to have a week off to kind of sit back and reflect 
and and start to do some of that learning. Um, it's a it, you know it, as 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 kind of scary as a lot of it is, and and it is you know it's another crisis to add to the fire of of twenty twenty. Uh, it does there it, it there's reason for hope I think as well. It's been inspiring to see people band together behind a common cause like I've never seen before really mm-hmm. like the, I've never seen social media taken over like this before mm-hmm. I've never seen so many people from so many different walks of life care about one particular thing even with even with COVID it was I felt like the split was greater you know what I mean oh Not yeah th- I mean we're still dealing with that but like the should we stay in should we go out what's more important economy or lives like that whole there's a clear divide there's a pretty clear divide here yeah. and this is something that everybody almost everybody seems to be resoundingly behind mm-hmm. and you can already see that progress and change is being made whether it's within your local community i know that um the austin city council essentially agreed yesterday that they were pushing through uh, like unanimously co-sponsoring uh some of these some of these new um you know, kind of, uh, I don't know what what to call them, bills or or what. Uh, when it comes to like a to city laws like that, I'm I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure what they're called. But they are already voting uh, for like new methods of, uh, you know, and I, I don't know whether police reform is the right terminology here because basically what you know what the what what people are going for is to take that money aw- take some of that money away from police from the police units and the uh, the police departments and put them into other things that help the community in more beneficial ways, like mental health, like taking care of the homeless, uh, you know, at, and assorted or an other array of things uh, that we see the police are basically in control of right now. And those are areas where they shouldn't be in control. So there's a whole, you know, that some of them are about demilitarate demilitarization uh, just, I mean, our, our local government is already acting on this, uh, in New York, they're, they're, they've moved to, to change the way that, uh, that the 50A rule works, which is great news for them anyway. So it's just been all that to say, uh, that change is already happening based on this movement and it, it shows no signs of slowing down and that's really inspiring and cool to see. Agree. Yeah. Um, so I hope that everybody out there is staying safe. If you're if you're getting in the mix with the protests, and I hope that you're staying vigilant and continuing to, you know, read and learn and reflect and donate and vote and and make change possible where you can. Um, and. Our conversation today will stem a little bit from everything that's going on. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of our conversations was about how hype seemed to be almost completely immune from the economic strife and downturn that was happening. Sneakers are still reselling for crazy amounts of money. Uh, people are still crazed for Jordan ones and dunks and what have you. Uh, more people are involved than ever before. There seem to be more releases than ever before. And everything is just still churning and churning. And these, the prices are crazy inflated on stock X and, and goat and grailed and everywhere. So we thought that that was really interesting how despite the massive job loss despite the the economic dip the potential for a recession this was one thing that was completely unaffected and still had people spending crazy amounts of money mm-hmm. and crawling over each other to get so uh during the protests especially in you know big cities like LA and San Francisco and New York uh there obviously was some looting and uh, a lot of the stores that were damaged and stolen from were stores that deal in streetwear and hype culture and sneakers and clothing. And there's been a lot of kind of like, um, you know, thought 
put into the aftermath about what that all meant. Um, and you know, nobody, nobody wants to see the destruction of a store or the, or theft or anything like that. But it became a, a bigger question here, basically about the role that the stores played in like putting these, putting this, like this need, this, this kind of insatiable need in the minds of young people that this is stuff that they had to have at any costs. Right. Like there's a, you know, big box stores got hit too. Right. Like we all saw an overrun target target, basically, but this was, this, this felt different because, you know, it's very, it's watching a target get knocked off is not the same as watching a small business get hurt as a byproduct of a movement. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just not the same like that, like that, this is absolute. This, the small businesses are the ones that you absolutely want to see maintained. They should not be, you know, penalized or 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 caught uh, up in all or that. caught up or in the line of fire mm-hmm. at all. Like that's it's it's not what you want to see. But at the same time, like a lot of these store owners were actively kind of taking ownership and responsibility for the role that they've played in what we see with this hype culture and this streetwear. And so, High Somebody had a had a really good article. Um, that was titled streetwear is about people not clothes and i thought it just i thought it had a lot of really interesting things to say about the uh commodification of streetwear which at one point meant something completely different and virgil abloh off-white head of men's at a, a creative direction at louis vuitton he was under a lot of fire last week as well, mm-hmm. specifically for his um, his immediate reaction to the looting of stores. He kind of voiced concern and disgust over what had happened, and th- it, and it felt like that was his knee jerk reaction. So rather than being concerned with the Black Lives Matter movement and with the death of George Floyd, he kind of like made those made those statements that that conveyed that his his larger priority was the was his merchandise basically <laughs> he followed that up by sharing an instagram story where showing that he had donated fifty dollars <laughs> to a to a fund why to, would he do that why would he a, share that to a uh to a small charitable organization uh based in miami so it, it turns out that like he just kind of put he just kind of ended up putting his foot in his mouth a couple of different times in a row he didn't fully think through his actions. He has made his mea culpa and like come out and clarified everything, and has you know made made a firm statement that obviously he cares far more about the movement than he does about his own stores and about his own merchandise and mm-hmm. about the, the you know and about any potential theft. the The fifty dollar receipt that was given, uh, the fifty dollars that was given to this Miami organization, was like a chain of donations. It was like a thing where you you like you post your your receipt and you tag ten people and then you could try to get them to donate mm-hmm. at just what they can, mm-hmm. and so you're trying it's you know you're trying to you're 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 trying to um, MLM your way into uh, to, <laughs> to, to to big donations basically. <laughs> you're trying to multi level market the uh, the the charitable donations. Uh, all great, like it's great to 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 get people to donate by sharing that you donated. That's, you know, I'm all for, I'm all for that. He just didn't think it, he didn't think through the optics, which in 2020 are very important. He's donated far more than $50. He has, you know, confirmed. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's the, that's the Virgil backstory because he was under fire for a lot of this and, and, uh, he was in, he was in some sites, basically. He was in the scope for a lot of people that were, were coming for heads. So, uh, I did, I'll, I'll pull up here what he shared on an Instagram story about the difference between streetwear and streetwear in quotes. So I'll, I'll, when I say quote streetwear, that's the, uh, that's the bad new version of streetwear is, is essentially, uh, what, what he was saying. So here's what he said. Case in point number 81, why I said, quote, streetwear is dead. Streetwear is a community. It's a group of friends that have a common bond. We hang out on street corners, fight with each other, fight for each other. 
Quote, streetwear is a detachment to the above. Quote, streetwear is yelling at shop staff, starting fights at lineups, defaming us because we didn't get enough pairs of shoes because everyone can't get a pair. Streetwear is a group of friends that I'm sure was like, come on, guys, this is Sean's store. We can't treat him like this. We know Sean. He added, streetwear is a culture. Quote, streetwear is a commodity. Quote, streetwear is, I need this t-shirt or pair of shoes, dot, 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 by any means necessary, dot, dot, dot. And he posted that under the under a photo of a store in LA called Round Two, which is a it's essentially a it is it's essentially a it's kind of a mix between like a vintage shop and a high and like a resale mm-hmm. hype store like mm-hmm. Flight Club or something. Yeah. So it kind of does both. But it certainly markets in the reselling of hyped up product basically but it also fosters that they have that community the the people that have been shopping there since they started they started small yeah and sean and the guy sean weatherspoon right well known for his corduroy pair of air max 197 mashup shoes i mean so he's he's a big part of both of these things right about he's he's a big part of the commodification but he's also a big part of the culture and virgil was just lamenting the the damage and the the unfortunate um you know things that had happened to his store but it, it it it's pretty interesting because it's like streetwear started and the high snobiety article gets into this streetwear started as like this bridge to the younger generations who high fashion didn't care about so this is i mean we've talked many times about how how the the blur between high fashion and streetwear at this point is very like those two things are blended now they're essentially one and the same they they're they're that stream is going both ways. Those that it's or, or or it's circular or it's something. They're all influencing each other now. But 10, 15, 20 years ago, streetwear was diffusing high fashion and runway stuff and making it accessible to to the to the kids, to the people that felt disaffected by by high fashion, which didn't give a shit about them, mm-hmm. which only cared about, you know high-level elites that were shopping, you know, these the crazily, crazily priced mm-hmm. Gucci and Chanel and Tom Ford and whoever else, right? Now it's now that once high fashion caught on that streetwear was profitable and leverageable, like, they just turned it into a piece of their own, uh, you know, a piece of their own pie, basically. And streetwear ha- essentially had no ch- had no choice but to do the same thing, and those two things just fed off of each other. And now we're at the point where the Supreme Relief T-shirt is reselling for nine hundred percent. Is it really, or whatever it is? It costs uh, we you know it costs yeah. seventy bucks. I'm sure it's on StockX still for like seven hundred dollars. Maybe it's a thousand percent. I don't know. But it it's it's just gotten to like this interesting point. Where it's really it's it it's not it's not all that healthy, basically. And I think about my relationship to to the game, right? To wanting particular pairs of sneakers and you know, spending time on StockX looking at like the different values and thinking about paying resale for shoes. And I'm thirty-three. Like I can kind of take myself out of it. I can talk. I have enough wherewithal to tell myself that, like, the $1,800 for the pair of Chunky Donkeys is absolutely absurd. It means nothing. And it is not, it's not worth any further thought, right? <laughs> right. Like, I, I can do that, but I'm, but I'm mid 30s. But, like, what, what, what do you think, what do you think is going through the mind of the 19 year old or the 23 year old? who who still like has it in his head that like he has to have these items yeah like, you're saying like why 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 has his mind been made up that he he has to have them? not I'm that just, he wants them he has to it, have it's kind of like this is a weird this is a this is going to be a weird analogy but like when you're young your brain is very very impressionable and moldable and you're not always able to like distinguish between like reality and fantasy right Mm -hmm. it's like it's like why it's it's 
you know, studies are of, of like teenagers that like watch porn, right? Like that's not healthy mm -hmm. because you start to be, you start to think that that's what real sex is like. Mm -hmm. And then that affects you for the rest of your life because you have this idea of what it's supposed to be like. And that's not what it's like. So your brain has been corrupted by what you've seen because you can't distinct you because you, because you're not old enough and wise enough. You don't know enough yet to know, to know the difference. That that's kind of, that's what I'm that's kind of what I'm saying here, is that this all kind of like came for us when we were already in our in our mid twenties. We were already kind of like making our own money. We could make these decisions. We could buy in or buy out. We could have fun with the hype, but we knew at the end of the day that this wasn't something to like to to should lose any sleep over. To lose any sleep right. over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or to go into severe debt for. Or to or to to take opportunity to break into a store and grab some of this shit because it's so highly valued, and we've been taught that it means so much. Mm -hmm. So you know, I don't, I don't know how this changes now, but I, but it's it, it's it's just something to it's something to watch as this as as not only as this civil rights movement continues, but as as people start thinking more and more about like you know what they're adding to this particular culture like I, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the 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 drops and the t-shirts that have been um releasing for uh, for for it to to benefit the movement, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen really cool ones from Brain Dead. Um, there's a pair of Reeboks dropping. I like uh, those. The, the Reeboks are are, are pretty slick. Uh, 18 East and All Cap Studio. Uh, it just came out with a T-shirt today. And one thing that I've noted with these is that they are available for 48 and 72 hour or however long presale. Mm -hmm. There is no stock. Anybody that wants to can get this item if you buy it within in this two or three days. And I'm 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 so appreciative of that. And it makes me even matter about how like Supreme operated theirs. Or even Noah, who has been credited with like and, and rightfully so with being with trying to be as mindful as possible in an industry where it's hard to do that, where it's hard to be completely sustainable or completely unharmful to the environment or to, and, and to, you know, to a host of other realms. But like th their COVID tea was like a super limited drop too. Noah. Noah's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I just, that, that type of like, what did that add for Supreme and Noah? If there's ever a time to deviate from your to standard model of, limited limited yes stuff but, but this they're is so tied to that they they're are so tied to the fact that you need to sell out of everything that you need yeah. to generate the hype and the resale value on your product that they even made the relief tees limited edition and so i, I it just it like i'm 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 very very glad to see that and obviously there's no i mean look we're still it, we're still the, these companies are still selling something and are still kind of using their customers knowing that they will want this cool item mm -hmm. but they're doing something good with the proceeds and they're allowing anybody that wants to to get it yeah and i i just wonder if that kind of trickles down in some way over the next year or two to some of this to you know to some of this uh to some of the, these streetwear brands that are so caught up in, you know, kind of like continuing the hype train. And I think, you know, even Virgil himself could probably take a note from a lot of that. I mean, it, you can't get into an off-white tee for less than, what, 300 bucks? 200 250 Yeah. But um, I know the materials and all that, but uh, well, and I mean, it, price is one thing, but like yeah. it, nobody is stopping you from buying mm -hmm. the off-white tea, right? 
like 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 pr- price may be prohibitive at its at its retail price but like these two things going up th- those two th- the two things kind of go in opposite directions you can kind of stalk an off-white tea at $300 and probably get it for half that if you wait around and watch it closely on the other hand a pair of off-white nike's is retailing for 150 and you can't and you can't get it and then if you want it you're going to pay three, yeah. four, five, six, seven times <clears throat> yeah. what it sold for. So, like, the value of the two items goes in different directions, even though they start, or even though, like, they kind of, you know, they, they one starts low, goes super high. One starts high and goes lower. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just, it, it's, it's, uh, even as, even over the years of, of, of doing this podcast, like, I know I've been I know I've been shaped by this unintention unintentionally or or I sh- maybe I should say unconsciously because two three years ago as recently as like 2018 when more I would say more of the hype was was around like Yeezy right like that was kind of like during the the Adidas was on top Nike was 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 right there with them but but Adidas has had really taken like a big chunk of the market especially with the the Yeezy stuff I was still I at that point I was far more interested in buying uh s- designer sneakers because I could essentially get them for the same price as the resale mm-hmm. of the other stuff. So I was looking at Saint Laurent sneakers, Lombin, Common Projects, uh AMI, like the, the I I was equally as interested in finding those sneakers. Mm-hmm. And now it's like now now I'm 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 uh I'm more invested in like the Nike drops than I've ever been probably. And I don't know what's happening. You're back. I I, I just no, I mean like I'm I'm You're back. I, I'm not even back. I'm like all I'm I'm next level with it. Like I don't <laughs> I don't even care about the other stuff anymore. It's like the only I'm just not, I'm not even looking at like the those the the sneakers that I used to be interested in. And I don't know, there's something there there's something internal about the fact that you about the fact that you know that these particular sneakers, like, I don't know, maybe it's that they that that you know you're it's they're not losing investments. Basically, you can buy these, you can wear them, and then you can still get rid of them at a, mm-hmm. at a minimal loss. You know, so it's like that that churn, that the gamification, the commodification of it makes it different. It's like you're buying stocks instead of buying clothes to enjoy. So it's just it's it's I don't know. It feels like it's at a bit of a breaking point and. It, I, I'm just I'm curious to see whether like whether shop owners and brand owners reflect on show show any signs of like reflection on kind of what they do to kids and consumers of the product. Yeah, and I think that another thing <clears throat> is that like for me at least, and I've told this story a million times on here. It's like three or four years ago when when I went to Kith in New York for the first time, and a light bulb just kind of went off when I just kind of stood back in the store and was like. <clears throat> what the fuck am I doing in here? Mm-hmm. Like the, everybody in there is minimum t- ten years younger than me. Um, a lot of them looked like buffoons wearing everything that you could possibly put on yourself that was <laughs> hyped up at the time. Yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> that's when I kind of realized I was like, not only do I not need this stuff. I don't think that I looked it to me. It, it's I just I, I guess I kind of distill it down to just do I feel comfortable wearing this stuff? Mm-hmm. And there got the, there was a certain point in time where I just felt like I looked stupid uh, or perceived myself as looking stupid and too old to pull off some of this stuff. Not to take away from it because some of it is really cool. It, I think that. With streetwear, where it's at now, and it has waned a little bit, I think, over the past couple of years, that it's a young man's game, or young men and women's game, and that's their that's the client that they're looking for, I believe. I don't think just going around town and wherever you're at, you're not seeing a lot of the older crowd wearing this stuff. Mm-hmm. So if we know anything about that generation – their mind can change uh, overnight. Yeah, about what's cool. Right. 
and all it takes is a few posts to 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 kind of steer them away from whatever they they were focused on. So uh, I I think that you're right. This is a bre- a bit of a tipping point for the the hype industry as as a whole and streetwear. And so I I just don't think that it has legs to be what it is now in the next five years from now. Yeah. Um, another thing that I'd, I'd kind of hope for in, in some type of change is like a, just a, a little bit more brand discovery. I kind of like compare it to TV shows. Like uh, for many years, everybody was kind of like all in on this, on certain shows, right? Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, like the Sopranos. There were, there's, there's always, there've always kind of been these big tentpole shows that like it feels like everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. You could you could you could talk to your friends day or two after, and they'd watch and you know and have a conversation about certain shows. Right now, it's very fractured. I don't feel like anybody's watching the same stuff right now because there's not there isn't one of those shows. So everything's like a little bit more niche, but like there's a lot more out there that that people are watching and enjoying, and that that's kind of part of of that's a piece of this. I think is that the the big brands and especially something somebody like Nike that can really just like i mean they, they snap their fingers and they have something that is extremely desirable and extremely limited right um but the the big brands have been very very propped up and so i'd i'd i and and this is something that we can do on this podcast but just like shine light on smaller up and coming things and and kind of kind of bend the enjoyment of of the game to like to include some of the more gettable acquirable approachable brands out there where everything doesn't have to be about whether or not you took a w on yeah the tie-dye jordan ones or the yeezy yet as 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 res rails or however you say that you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, is is more and more small brands uh, come on the scene now? They have to come with some good stuff, um, like Eighteen East, which I'm sure we were late to that game anyway. But now that we know about it, I think it's they do some really cool stuff. Love how they drop it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the more people that come to the table, the better. Because why not? We can't all just be shopping these big name brands forever. Yeah, because you want like that's that's why I buy a lot of vintage stuff because I like stuff that's different that not everybody has and it's likely cheaper, but um, a lot of times it isn't. But you know that's just the mentality that that I have, and I would love to have more options. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I, I think that about wraps it up. Let's take a quick break and uh, and hear from a sponsor. <laughs> Hey, cool kids. If your mailbox is anything like mine, 90% of the time, it's a fairly depressing place. Political flyers, utility bills, unholy amounts of coupons. But once a month, I do have a reason to be stoked. And that's because of my box of awesome from Bespoke Post. I've got two boxes from Bespoke Post so far, and both have been incredibly enjoyable. I have a badass new pair of sunglasses that I've been wearing all the time complete with a a sweet little leather case and cloth. And then if you pay attention to my Instagram, then you know I was I was whipping up mad cocktails with my mint julep box. Right now they've got they've they've got great ones that fall into these same categories. There's a bunch of cool drink ones. There's on tap, which comes with a really sweet beaker and a couple of cool glasses, plus some uh some little incense cones. Phil probably doesn't even know what an incense cone is yet. Uh but he but he's about to find out. And um yeah, man. All, all, there's something for everybody. Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. By the way, those boxes that I was mentioning, on tap, that's the picnic one where you get a big, nice uh, growler. thing looks sweet. Dram. You get a couple of whiskey glasses and some big ice cube makers. Distilled, you get some Tom Collins glasses and a gin setup. Bright has some sunglasses for you, man. There, there, there are so many good ones to choose from. 
You'll just have to go check all of them out for yourself. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only $45, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. I vouch for that with the sunglasses that I got in one of my boxes. It costs well over $100 anywhere else. So you can even get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code CLUBCOOL at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. The code is CLUBCOOL for 20% off of your first box. All right, Phil, we're back. Um, we mentioned these t-shirts, and uh, I just wanted to, to spend a, a, a quick little bit of, uh, of additional time on them because uh, it's pretty cool what's going on. Uh, some of my favorites, I wish I had not missed these, were the ones from Brain Dead. Um, another cool uh, brain dead is, is one of these kind of like it, brain dead has collaborated with ABC. They do some of the, some really great streetwear and in skate style stuff, a lot of great graphics. And, uh, th- they've been kind of my favorite, um, you know, charitable t-shirts so far. 18 East and all cap studio just released theirs today. It's another really, really good one. Um, both of those brands are doing awesome stuff. T-shirt is $44. You can pre-order it over the next few days, and uh, and, and the proceeds are all, all benefiting um, great organizations that are supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, there, uh, I'm, I'm sure there might be a few others to come. Have you, have you seen anything else that was, that was, uh, that was beneficial or, or charitable as far as, as these drops, these T-shirt drops? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's no longer available. <laughs> Wait, well, neither are the brain dead ones, okay. but I just wanted to draw attention to the to the to the fact that these are out there, and, and um, it's cool to see brands. Um, you know, this is online ceramics. Yeah, good friends of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, great brand. I love everything that they do. Um, you know, just for the hell of it, go look at it on their Instagram and on their website. They may re- they have done re-releases in the past. If they're ever going to do one, it would be on something like this. That uh, I'm not exactly sure what the percentage was on proceeds, et cetera, but I know that there were um, some big benefits to buying the shirt. And it's in the classic online ceramic style. Tons of graphic. I mean, they take they they're they like to take up as much blank space as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they do. And I like that. Have you been messing around with the? No, you don't. I know you don't have Hulu. Uh, D- uh, Dave on Hulu. That's uh-huh. the show about Lil Dicky. Yeah. Does he wear a lot of online ceramics? He does not. But it's funny because his friend, who becomes his manager, who's this big, tall, uh, like he has sh- like shockingly bright red hair, has like a red beard. You've probably seen him in some other uh-huh. stuff. He he has like a corporate job where he. Uh, you know, so he's he's constantly in like business casual yeah. type looking clothes, but then any scene that's like on a weekend or after work, he he's very into the band Fish. Oh so yeah, so clearly like has some of this like deadhead stuff uh-huh. going on, and his like all his weekend tees are like these unbelievably bright and colorful and loud online ceramics tees. <laughs> they're great. So it's really funny. Uh, there 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 are some there are a couple of really subtle ones that I have really liked recently. They're not. Uh, part of the the charitable teas that we're talking about here but uh like the there's one that's like friends of trees yeah one that's mm-hmm. really really cool mm-hmm. the only reason that i have not bought an online ceramics tea yet is because i am almost positive that i am in between sizes oh really yeah they they i look at their size chart and the chest on their smalls is almost definitely going to be too small but then their mediums are looking too long for me Huh, that's interesting. So I guess I, I mean the, the I guess the answer there is to get a medium and try to and and just and then be liberal with the washing and the and the heat and the heat dry if I want to try to shrink it a little bit. But uh, I have one of their John Mayer tour tees and it's terrible the material. I will well, say that that can't but it can't it possibly can't, be one right. right right. It's that it's that it's uh, like a Gildan. Well, it's Hanes Hanes, and that's what Supreme uses too. It's terrible. Yeah. 
Uh, no, you're right. I, I but highly doubt that that's what they're using in their main line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have a great one and uh, no take backs that's for true. online that's ceramics, yeah. but not that you would want to return that shirt. But That's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of online ceramics, mm-hmm. kind of hippie stuff, the Nike Space Hippie yeah. sneakers. Let's ju- let's uh, we just we just derided hype culture. Let's jump back on the hype train. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. This, talk about these Space Hippie sneakers. I saw something um, uh, uh an hour ago that they've delayed the release. Oh, really? Yeah. I think because of everything that's going on, they don't feel comfortable. Now that could be me making that up, but I'm pretty well, sure. That's so, what so last week they delayed a couple of releases. Uh-huh. So, I mean, they they might just continue to push. Yeah, to push back. Um, but look, these do have an interesting story, and so I I feel okay including them on this podcast where we just talked about uh, kind of the, this tipping point that that some of the hype culture has has reached. It's it's a new sustainable movement for Nike. And I think that that's laudable and cool that they are using trashed materials to create something fresh and mm-hmm. new and different. Um, the, everything has like a very cool look. Uh, as of right now, I'm actually more interested in some of the uh, of the clothing that is part of the capsule. Ooh. The sneakers are I, ju- I I I can't imagine kind of fi- fitting them into my own personal look and wardrobe at the moment right they're all very kind of out there and spacey and um you know like tell you what lebron pulled him off he did man he did but lebron you know he's (laughs) got he's got the the aid of a full-time stylist uh uh, helping him helping him put together literally anything he wants (laughs) so yeah but i I don't know they 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 all kind of have like this performancey spacey lunar look and so they they, they're falling from me into like that in like to like very very much like a heavy athleisure category Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i you know i mean maybe they'd be great for summer but um i i think i think for me the shoes are probably going to be a pass but i'm going to check out some of the like the the high recycle high recyclable uh gear that yeah, they, that they drop along with it. Like, there's kind of like a boxy tee that looks pretty dope, and and um, I'm all for Nike pushing into this territory. Uh, I it, there's a lot of issues with sustainability in fashion, especially as it's become like a buzzword and and almost a requirement for every brand to partake in. Like, that's now something that consumers are looking for. They they you know I think more than ever they've got it in their mind that um that it's that, that, that it's important to them mm-hmm. they want their brands to be respectful of the environment giving back where they can conscious about their about their environmental footprint right mm-hmm. and so that's great we should hold the brands accountable but at the same time that's just giving like it's give it's giving the brands marketing ammunition right because they know oh well this sells so now we can you know label it this this and this yeah and you're more likely to buy it even if we don't really know what this this and this is doing <laughs> right or what it means or if it actually makes a difference uh-huh so um you know i think nike is a f- pretty trustworthy brand so I, I i respect this angle that they're taking and want to see more pushes like that from them it's kind of it's 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 on them i think in a lot of these big brands to 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 lead the push for more sustainability and lower environmental impact. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, small brands can do it all they want, but they're smaller brands. So their impact is, uh, is not as great. Uh, Yeah. I don't know which, which pair, if you were going to go for a pair, did you figure out if they were actually delayed? They are July 3rd. Oh, real delayed. Yeah. Wow. July 3rd. I don't know when they're, when was their original release tomorrow? Oh shit. I would go for the lows, not the ones that are like city socks, the Adidas city sock. You know, no lace. I like the lows that... Uh, there are two lows. Oh, there are two lows. The ones that are... <laughs> that have the big strap in the back that kind of starts at the heel. Ye- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay, okay. Wait, hold up. I'm 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 getting the pictures up here. 
Come on, Nike. Also, the other low is nice too because it's got that the blue uh, outsole and the the yeah the tan. I don't know. I like both of those. The high top, dude, that would be just about impossible to pull off. The okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're talking about the ones where the laces like come all the way down to the toe. Uh huh. I think that is going to be the most popular version of this shoe. Yeah. It is the most. It, it's the it is the best combo of wearability and uniqueness. Yeah. Like it it's it it's cool, but it's different. Mm-hmm. It's got like a big chunky sole, but it doesn't have like the big sock thing going up yeah. your ankle so that makes it easier and then the other low just kind of like looks more like a traditional yeah like a, it looks more like a running shoe mm-hmm. you know it's it's just it's a little bit more familiar so the one we're talking about that that i particularly like laces go all the way down to the toe that's the space hippie four four yeah yes yeah um well so we got some time on these then huh yeah july 3rd you know i'd be surprised if they Every single one of these just sold out immediately. I would too, um, and especially I, the high top. I've had some listeners ask me about them. It's t- it's it's uh, about kind of whether I think they're going to be gettable or not. Whenever whenever a collection does f- uh, many like you know iterations of something, mm-hmm. that usually bodes well. Yeah, and I don't. I feel like I'm generally a good, you know interpreter of of what is going to be like really sought after and then not so much yeah i mean these are pretty weird so unless they're like unless they are just very 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 limited in number i think that they will be gettable Mm -hmm. and even if you miss i can't imagine resale going sky high no way um the the only thing I can think of that would change that is if there is some type of like Mars Yard effect on these. Yeah, where they are seen as like the less expensive replacement or alternative to like the Tom Sack stuff. Did he have something to do with these? Maybe. It's a good question. I'm sure he had. I don't know, but I did read also that he is that Tom Sack's um, Mars Yard may get another release, but a different version slightly. Okay, interesting. It's piqued my interest. That I mean, that's certainly peak worthy. Yeah, that's my number one, the original one. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean now? What the, do you mean the original? There, there's been two. Two. There's two versions. Yeah. Either one, actually. They those look pretty much identical. One of them has mesh, uh, and the other one doesn't. On the upper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Either way, love them. Man, you know Ty Haney got a special pair of those. Oh well, good. She just I think she just got sent one. That's good. Nice to be famous, huh? <laughs> I'm sure ours got lost in the mail. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, these will um, be available, dude. I can't see these going like but the, go, going off of like different iterations of the same release that is hyped Sakai when they did the drop with Nike, they had those two or three different colorways and they were all different, but they all got Gobbled up, didn't Yeah, they? but those were like those were already featured on <coughs> yeah. celebs and influencers, mm-hmm. and they, mm-hmm. they were featured on Sakai's runway show six months before. So they generated a lot of. Yeah, okay. I I, I think you're going to be good on these right now. I'm looking. I just went to StockX, and a uh, a nine and a half for the four. Right now, right now, pre-drop, you could buy for two eighty eight. And the highest bid is only two hundred three, mm-hmm. and the retail is one thirty. Mm-hmm. So that's going to come that that the price is there right now because it's you're buying an early pair. Doesn't it seem these. like forever ago that LeBron was in these? It does because it was during the season, right? Yeah, yeah. Sports NBA is coming back though. Mm-hmm. Sounds like we got golf this weekend. Is that right? Yeah, golf comes back this weekend. Beautiful. Yeah. How stoked are you for that? Very. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I was, uh, before the pod, I was talking about why in the hell they didn't, I'm sure it has something to do with royalties, etc. But after almost, we're almost done with Last Dance, which by the way is incredible. Dude, yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, I've loved every minute. Why so, though? Why during quarantine and all this? Why not show those those series, the the broadcasts like they did? They've shown the Masters, the old Masters. They've shown the old LA championships, at least one of them. But you know, original broadcast, like you're actually watching it in real time. I would love to see some of those '90s series, not with just the Bulls. Yeah, they they've they've been playing. I know that they've had on some games, some specific games. Mm-hmm. But um, what you're what you're talking about would be, yeah, would be great. I would love that, and I I would like. Uh, I think I I think I heard Simmons talking about this on his podcast, but he had this idea that I thought was awesome, which was basically to condense series into like the length of a, of a regular game, so you get like the highlights and like the important moments from like a whole series yeah in like the span of two or three hours like nfl red zone kind of like yeah yeah because i'm i'm let's be honest like i'm gonna unless it's something super historical like that bulls jazz series or something mm-hmm. i'm not gonna sit down and watch every single game all the way yeah, through right but i'd love to get like a long edition like a basically a, a blown up version of like the highlights from those yeah. six games. But I just love, you know? there's more to it for me than just the action on the court. I love that it's an actual broadcast that they're replaying mm-hmm. and they'll do the cutaway shots to like the celebrities in the in the audience. And like, right, I right. love seeing what they look like, what they're wearing, mm-hmm. what the audience looks like, what they were wearing. Because one thing that really struck me about that series, The Last Dance, is that when they show those shots of the Bulls fans and all those arenas, and lower bowl seats, those are, I mean, what appear to be just regular folks. Yeah. In these incredible seats. Yeah. Which speaks to what it's become now. Like, forget it. You think you're going to a, a, a playoff game and getting anywhere near the court without forking over, you know, close to a, a grand a seat? Yeah. Uh, I just love seeing that. Like, dudes in, like, cutoff tees that... <laughs> That are in Chicago with the stash and the mullet. Yeah. They're right there, baby. Yeah. Lower bowl. Losing so, their minds. Y- 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 I think that there's – I definitely agree. I think that the that the price of, of a sports ticket has gotten really crazy, especially for playoff stuff. And th- there's been plenty reported on and talked about about how about – how it's one of the reasons why the TV deals are so important because – you got a family of four, like you have to talk, and that's why stadium experience is so important because you you have to talk this family into basically spending, and this is for like a regular season, but like you're gonna go spend somewhere between five and five hundred and a thousand dollars for a night to go see a game. Easy, right? If you want like decent right. decent seats, regular season, and if we're talking playoffs, and it's, like you said, it's an entirely different story. Yeah. Now we're talking multi four figures. So it's it's you know, and they have the option to just sit just at, home at home on their home, nice right. couch and watch it on their their big screen TV, mm-hmm. which is giving them great picture and all the sound and the and the and you know exactly what's happening. And that TV costs less than the four tickets, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> right. So it's so so yeah. There's there that's pretty crazy. But I will say, I think there's always people that prioritize and spend that money on the tickets who aren't necessarily like super wealthy folks. Sure. And then, second, one of the things that's that's interesting, and I can't, I I think I heard this again, like after watching Last Dance, but despite Jordan leaving, and despite the Bulls not being very good for several seasons after MJ, they were able to keep that arena sold out for like the next three or four seasons mm-hmm. because there was still the Bulls mania. And so many people hadn't been able to go to games. Yeah. Because like, you know, season tickets were impossible. Mm-hmm. Super long wait list. Prices were pretty high for tickets in the in the Jordan era for mm-hmm. Jordan games, especially in Chicago, right? Yeah. So it's like they had like this like they had a ton of people that were invested in the Bulls now that weren't able to go see the Jordan games and that like filled the arena for the next few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um so that's I mean, you know. Great series, dude. And another thing. How, uh, how far are you? Uh, I think we're on nine. Nine. Okay. And boy, we talked about Robin, but after watching this, the, the hats that Robin was pulling off are legendary. Are you not? Dude, have, how 
have you been blown away by the Rodman style? Yeah, absolutely. He looks great. He looks awesome. He looks great, especially the, compared to what, like, we just watched the the series with Indiana when when Reggie is leaving the the press conference after the game and he meets Jordan behind the curtain before he goes up. Uh-huh, those uh-huh. suits, <laughs> they looked just horrible. Yeah. They looked horrible. They're pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh man, I mean, I would much rather have been in Rodman's um, jester hats. His jester hats, his leather shirts. Oh, dude. Dude, I, you're going to see, you're going to, I mean, I'm not really spoiling anything for you here, but after they win 99, he he is just like, he's king of the world, man. Oh, he just dude. had his, he just had his wrestling event. He goes to the, re- have you gotten to the wrestling event no. yet? Oh, dude, oh you're yeah. talking about Rodman. Rodman. Yeah. He like. In the middle of the finals, he's doing like the NWO thing. And oh, then, I haven't seen any of that. Oh, dude. <laughs> and then they win, and he's like hanging out in the hotel room with his girlfriend, Carmen Electra. Like, he just, he is, it's an all time just like run for him with everything that he has going on there. Well, it in, just in, in shows night. how talented he was. Yeah. He didn't have to, I mean, he put in the work for sure, but um, he didn't have to be off court, Mr. Competitive, like, don't even get near me because I'm, so on edge at all times, like MJ was a lot of times. Right. But, uh, yeah, Rama was a cool cat. But watching and, you know, seeing just – Michael Jordan was the king of the world, dude. I mean, even with LeBron in the era that we've gotten to see, I still think Michael was a oh, bigger yeah. bigger star than LeBron has ever been. Uh, I think – I think that's right, and I don't know if it's just like that historical bias. Mm-hmm. Like you look back and you say, and it's that thing where like, like oh, nothing can ever be as big and as great as yeah, that. right. Like I don't, I, I'm not sure. I think I think almost in a way, the fact that Jordan was like not accessible via social media and twenty four seven news cycle, exactly, um, like gave him more mystique and mythology for sure. To where it propelled him to like mm-hmm. this more kind of mysterious I- icon status yep where you can really 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 like put this put this dude up on a pedestal Mm -hmm. he's not he's not on instagram yelling taco tuesday right right Mm -hmm. so it it, you only get to see him kicking everybody's ass on the court yeah yeah and then in some endorsement deals right exactly if you catch him in between that it's like seeing god and that's what he was exactly yeah and and just the fact that they had him in his own little office in the locker room blew my mind (laughs) He was like a coach. <laughs> yeah. They were going in there asking him for tickets. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's wild, man. But I've never seen anybody have that kind of. I, I have a feeling that Tiger is the same way. So those with competition. are those are the two people that that have that. Yeah, it's those two, and then like maybe Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. I, I hear gets thrown in there sometimes, but like Barkley over the course of the last dance was saying stuff like that. Like that he's he's only seen two competitors ever yeah. like that. And it's it's Michael and Tiger. And over on Oysters, Claims and Cockles, I was I was making the the comparison that you'll notice that because of like because of or just as a byproduct of it's just an it's an it was interesting to me how throughout the entire documentary you never hear from a wife, a significant other, an ex wife. <laughs> right. Like you 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 I don't know if you've gotten here, but you basically you get a couple clips from his kids yeah. eventually. Mm-hmm. But that's it, man. Right. Like when you pers- when 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 you dedicate your entire life to nothing but the pursuit of greatness like that, you burn all these relationship bridges mm-hmm. because nothing else matters to you. Right. And I I started thinking about that and I was like, "Oh, guess who else won't have a woman, significant other, girlfriend like acquaint like it's just not going to be there for him in his 10 episode documentary, Tiger." Yeah. Think Elon's going to show up for that, <laughs> right? Think and Lindsay, he was Lindsey Vaughn's going to going to come say anything? Incredibly close with his dad, who started him at a young age, being competitive. Yep, a lot of similarities, man. Yeah, yeah very, very much so. But I mean, yeah, just the fantastic, fantastic documentary that I thought just had a lot of really cool stuff to say about, like, this is what you sacrifice to be the best at something, like. If you're gonna if you're gonna live with a one track mind like that, yeah. where literally nothing else really matters, this is the price, mm-hmm. and it's 
you know, I'm not paying it. <laughs> no. I think we're too late. <laughs> well, you don't think I can go become the best player in the NBA yet anymore? Dude, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but, uh, that, but that's another, like, those suits will never come back. That's something that will never rotate back into the, the no, talking no. head suits. That Correct. And just, yeah. You know, we always, it's always interesting to look back because style many times looks silly in hindsight, right? Mm-hmm. But that at the same time, we know everything eventually gets recycled in a way. And so I, I was, uh, you know, I, I was just thinking about, about like a, like the, a recent thing where like looser, more relaxed, baggier fitting pants are back. Right. Mm-hmm. But, 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 uh, you look back, you look back at like early two thousands, like skate videos and stuff and yeah. you see the baggy pants that they were wearing. And it's not the same. Like mm-hmm. they're, the pants are baggier and looser now, but like in a relative sense compared to the skinny jeans of, of five years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's where it's a, it, so it's, so yes, we're back to like baggier, looser, relaxed silhouettes, but but in a different way than 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so while these things do come back, they always come back with like slight twists and changes and, and just kind of like differences than the first time around. And they've added more influence and more style. And, and so that that's, that's kind of why like some things come back, but they don't look silly when they come back because they've been refracted through the lens of the past, however many years. So and also like seriously though I do think that they looked extra silly because of how big they are like their stature they they just absolutely. couldn't absolutely they couldn't physically I mean they could make those a little bit tighter the but, idea that you were going to put yeah. a giant person into a even more giant suit uh-huh. was like had issue like that was an issue from the get go yeah like that and that's that's something that that in kind of the the hashtag menswear era that when 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 men started like talking about like dressing for their body that's one thing that people figured out like if you're a little overweight or if you're really tall like you don't want don't you don't you it it makes sense to like give yourself more room to like give yourself more clothing to fit over your body mm-hmm. but that that accentuates all the wrong things right that made those dudes look like frankensteins yeah whereas when you slim that down and you cut those lines to fit the body that accentuates like the best features that shows your athleticism. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, if you're a little bigger, you want that jacket cut in, in, in with like a V shape cause it slims you down. And so that's like, somehow they just like hadn't figured that piece of the tailoring out yet. Even Especially though- the lapel, because they just said, <laughs> fuck it. We're going to put 10 buttons on it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it go- think about how big that is. Yeah. That area from their right. neck down you would have to start, you know, you have to start the start the lapel way down there, yeah, to have like two buttons or three buttons. Right. Forget it. Yes, but they they clearly do that now, right? You got LeBron walking around in yeah. Tom Brown, yeah. She doesn't have, but seven like, buttons. I mean, Shaq still wears those suits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like they they were like the did, uh, you saw the mask suit. The one where he's in like the bright yellow. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that might be during the Pacers series uh-huh. as well. It's when he says uh, "fuck you" to Larry Bird. Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got you. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Maybe I haven't seen that. Maybe that's episode nine. You say you watch nine? I or... haven't seen nine. Okay, it might be episode. Have nine I seen then. nine? No. The last thing we saw was them beating the Pacers in Game Seven. Man, Dur- I think, that was. I think you would have seen that then. Fuck, maybe I did. He's in this like kind of light, pale, banana yeah. yellow suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's walking in the back, and him and Larry. Larry's, yes, Larry's and he goes, like, you can go work on your golf game now, Larry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, and then just like in a very loving way, yeah, he yeah. calls Larry a bitch and says, fuck you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But phenomenal series, man. You Incredible. Got, oh, dude, you, what you have to look forward to is all the players up in Chicago, like on the parade, all wearing um, like high-end Oakleys. Of, yeah, of the year. <laughs> I love that. Jordan, I love that. Jordan's in those Mar, those Oakley Mars, which are super yeah. round and like covered in leather. Pippin's Pips wearing like the Juliets, like they're like the titanium Hell framed. Yeah. To, to Rodman's got on some some uh, some straight jackets or whatever they were called. Would they go over the top of the head? No, he's not wearing those. He he's, has worn those. He has worn those. Bring yeah. those back. But um, big move by Oakley to just snatch up all three of them. Right. <laughs> That's the way to do it. All right, Phil, 
that uh that about wraps up our time for today man okay how you feel i feel good it's glad i'm glad to be back here it is nice to be back here this is this just it just fosters more you know more relaxed conversation i think yeah there's a lot of glitches going on behind glitch. the scenes yes. yeah. um yeah it never works out perfectly when you're remote like exactly that. exactly so here's we're keeping our fingers crossed no second wave no second wave yeah no bad i mean you know we just got to keep the curve flattened at this point right yeah yeah all right um we will be back very soon next week go check out our sponsor boxofawesome.com to check out all of bespoke posts badass boxes the code is club cool gets you that 20 percent off of your first box you can go support us at patreon.com slash club cool if you want to fund the pod directly, it's only $2 a month. Uh, at the very least, you're going to get our best of the month editorial where we put together a list of, uh, of, of some cool stuff out there that we're kind of checking out or that we just bought or that we added to our wardrobe or some home goods that we, that, that we think are, are, are the sickest right now. <laughs> um, it's just all very ill. And uh, go check us out. Go, go support Phil and I, patreon.com slash club cool you can follow the podcast on instagram at club cool pod we will start posting again uh this week again it just felt like a time to kind of like sit back and soak everything in and listen and engage and and elevate other voices that are speaking on the issues at hand right now um so i encourage you all to to continue that process as well as you kind of introduce the other fun things into your life. Cause I think that that is, I think that's the difference this time around is that rather than just being empathizers with a cause that then go back to the bubble and live our lives because they're easy and because they work for us and because the system is beneficial to us this time we have to keep this top of mind as well. It's okay to enjoy stuff. It's okay to live your life. But let but 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 for me personally, what I'm going to try to do is continue keeping this a priority, keeping it top of mind. Continue reading, continue donating, continue to to make change where I can, and to call out injustice where I see it. So that's my final message of the day, and uh, we'll be back next week. Adios. See ya. Welcome to the club.